0: Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast. A collection of recent sermons, teaching and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now here's today's message. If you wonder if you ever wonder what uh, you know, you know I preach a lot, where do you get where do I get fed? Where do I get my stuff? you know what I mean cuz I'm always up here preaching and I don't listen to much podcasts it's not that I, I just busy 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 but I got to tell you something when I come into the house you know where we gather where the church gathers together this is not the church this is the church right it's us uh, i'm, I'm telling my soul is just filled when I when I greet you there is that thing i and again I'm, i haven't had uh Infants and uh, children around the house for a while. And uh, it is just so, Jesus said, except you become as a little child. Didn't he say that? There's that just, you know, whether it's Wesley or Warren, you know, Wesley's not quite talking yet. But man, oh man, the expressions. If you look into his face with a smile and just that joyful, uh, just relationship, he, he instantly reflects that. And it constantly, except when he's teething at 4 in the morning. But that's a whole other story we'll tell you about. Uh, but the same with Warren. Man, he, he'll just come in, knock on my bedroom door in the morning, watch to come in, tell me he just that joyful expectation. He doesn't even have to say anything. It fills my heart. And, and, um, you, know, and you know what it is if your grandparents are parents. But, but that is true in the body of Christ. When we see one another, I promise you, listen to me, that's why I don't believe, um, that's why we spent so much time making the cafe and opening up the foyer so that it wasn't just you coming in here, sitting down, hearing a sermon, and leaving. That, that, it's great, it's good, but if you want to experience Jesus, you need to look into the face of somebody that knows him. And I, I'm telling you what, there is a reflection. When, when I hug your neck, when I shake your hand, when I, when I, there's a reflection of him that feeds my soul. And, and uh, that's why the fellowship that we have is so essential. When you come in here all sour and down and, you know, y- y- okay, you go sit and hide somewhere. You can do that for a while. But I hope somebody comes in, bust into your world with a smile. And just, say, just the reflection of the goodness of God. Because I'm here to tell you, if you have not experienced it yet, you need to understand God is good. And you can experience his goodness. And, and uh, I, I say that not because we're going to force you to experience it, but because we've experienced it, so many of us here. And uh, we, we're just, that's the prayer that you let him that close to you. And that you, beca- you it, it, it's different. You can, you're going to intellectually hear what I have to say today. You're going to process it, you know, whether my vocabulary is good, something you're going to make fun of me like you usually do, all that stuff. Uh, but the idea, intellectually, you're going to process this. But if you could open your spirit to th- the living God this morning, he is here, and his desire, I love the cop man, his desire is to fill you. If you come in here addicted, you, you, God doesn't want... Just to remove your addiction, He wants to fill you. Then the addiction has nowhere to stay. If you're filled with sin this morning and and shame, I'm telling you what, God just doesn't want to remove stuff. He wants to fill, He wants to give you the kingdom. And I'm telling you, when He does, those things just fall away. So many times we're so worried about, you know, God, do this, God, do that. And uh, what, what we just need to be is filled with all his fullness. I love when uh, the Holy Ghost puts a s- uh, service together uh, that uh, even with what uh, Shelly opened up with this morning, I want to I continue with that confident expectation. <laughs> and, and I want to preach that again this morning in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 12. It says, in him uh, we have boldness. And confident access through faith in Him. In Him we have boldness and confident access through faith in Him. Let me, just before I launch into what I feel the Spirit speaking uh, to the church, we're going to go right from when I say amen and we stand and pray, we're going to turn on some music and we're going to go right into an extended time of worship, right? So that you're filled. And I understand you... If you can't stay, bless your heart. You know you got daylight saving times. You might need to go home and nap. I don't know. Uh, but uh, what I would prefer, I'm, I'm requesting, is that when you um, you don't fellowship in here, you, you make your way out to the foyer. We got a lot of room. If you can't stay here, because we're this is serious business. You know we're here to worship and pray. And, and, you know, think of some dignitary if somebody was here real special and they were, we're trying to have conversation with them. Would you come in and bust, you know, bust it up or just, you know, in a, you wouldn't do that. Well, we are just trying to uh, communicate with the living God. We're doing the best we can, right? And, and some people are learning how to do it and some people can do it very well. And, and, and uh, so my point is, please. Be mindful of that. What, the atmosphere that we're cr- trying to acquire, create, I'm all for you, fellowship, but just move out that way. Is that, is that fair? Was that mean? Okay. If you're talking in here, I'm going to be mean. Okay? I'm going to come tap you. No, I won't be mean. But if I do say, hey, take it outside, I, I mean it in love. Is that all right? God is good I just I we want to cultivate that atmosphere where God just can uh, just touch and fill and and some of you that are in that process of trying to know him this is going to be a good place for that to happen so anyway that confident that we have boldness those that are filled with faith we have we have a boldness and confident access god has has provided so many things for us I don't know if you've ever done this, but I'm just, it's me, so I got to share uh, my life, uh, and, and uh, but for years and years, um, I went through days and weeks and literally years without really making any assessment. I always was going somewhere. I figured there was a goal at, at some point, and, and uh, it wasn't, you know, it just as the years go by, I, I got to tell you something. If you could, if you could uh, um, shrink your life down to the day, and and declare—I don't know if you do this—I'm just—I'm just telling you, me. Uh, I've had some incredible days just recently. Yesterday was one of the greatest days of my life, and the day before that was probably just as good, and or close, and 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 thing. You know. If you don't stop and take assessment of what's going on, you're missing out. You think, well, I'm going to wait till I retire. Well, good luck with that. Because you're missing a lot of the goodness of God. Just that, that expectation of my life right now is, is not, well, I can't wait till I'm 70 or I can't. No, I'm, 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 I'm counting the days. And I'm counting the goodness of God. I'll get to bed at night and think, man, you know what, God, you said it was a good day. So, well, why would you do that every day? Because it starts all over again in the morning. His mercies are new that next morning. And so I can do it one day at a time and say, man, this is good. And, and now, what I realize as a younger man, I've missed periods of my life, Just and I know we all do it, and you young men, you're going to have to do it yourself anyway. You know, you're trying to build a life and build a home and, you know, raise kids and do all that stuff. And it's like, ooh, one day rolls into the next. Well, life's going to slow down for you long enough to say, wait a minute. Today was a good day. Have you ever said that recently? You ought, you ought to survey the day. Say, God, today was a good day. Uh, man, yeah, you know, I realize there's a nor'easter coming, and life will end as we know it on Monday and Tuesday. Do you realize... The weathermen are terrorists. <laughs> Do you re- yes, they are. Thank you. It's like for crying out loud, it's a snowstorm. Oh my god, life is gonna end as we know it. Okay. But anyway, I digress. So that confidence that boldness that ought to be in our life is not again, it's not arrogance. Right? It's, it's just a confidence with that expectation of fulfillment. Realizing that if it didn't happen today, tomorrow's coming. And, and God, y- your promises are sure. I believe, you know, we want our prayers to be answered full-blown in one moment. And, and what happens is I believe when we speak in the will of God and we pray the prayers that He, he prays through us, we plant seeds. Seeds that need to be watered and, and tended to. And, and, and what, that's God's business. It's our business by the creative power of our words to speak words of faith and truth. And we partner with Him. And then God, God uh, brings somebody else to water, but the increase is from Him. And I am, I am convinced the prayers that we pray, they are not in vain. There's some of you who have prayed prayers for years, and you think, God, are you hearing me? You know, there's a country and western song that I don't listen to, but anyway, I'll tell you the lyrics. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, it says, Mama, he, guy uh, singing about his mom. They either sing about pickup trucks dogs or the mother. But they're singing about their mom, Say, you know, finally, those prayers you prayed for me, um, whatever, how many years ago, finally made their way on through. In other words, like all of a sudden, they made it. Well, no, I believe the prayers that we pray go through. I mean, there's not not a delay. But our expectation needs to, we need to have understanding that some prayers that we pray, again, we're planting, we're planting. We're coming into a planting season. You don't plant seeds and sit there the next day and say, where's my tomatoes? Right? You tend that. I'll tell you something. You want to you pray? You prayed some prayer? How many have prayed your prayers for your loved ones? Have you? Yeah? Stick around after and tend those. Right? Stick around. Thank God for what he's doing. I'm not. You don't need to beg him to do anything. You need to pray in faith. Have that confidence expectation but but say lord i am thankful that you heard me that you know what that is that's expectation i'm thankful for what you're going to do i'm going to be joyful even when i don't see the results yet because i know that you are faithful and that's part you say well i don't know how can we sit here for 45 minutes and i don't know what to say to him my goodness man you could there's all kinds of things you could say to him he doesn't need you to be polished Obviously. He just needs you to be honest-hearted before Him. And, I, and that's really opening your spirit, and, and uh, it makes such a difference. So that boldness we talked about, having a boldness of faith, that we have a, we just, a bold faith is a, is a, a surety, knowing that, that what God has said is true, that the death, burial, and resurrection is fact. Can you believe it's fact? I know it's fact. Well, it happened so many years ago. One, there's a there's th- hundreds and hundreds and hundreds into the thousands of witnesses that we have written record of the resurrection. If it was ever taken, if the resurrection was ever taken to the court of law, you know what? It'd be found to be true. And and so I I have that absolute confidence in, in, in that faith. And so that boldness of faith is like yeah I know I don't care what anybody says you know I, I don't need you, anybody to agree with me I am confident in my faith to the point of boldness well, well that sounds like arrogance it's not it's just confidence I'm not I'm, I don't waver in that and that, that confident faith ought to create a boldness in the way that we talk let me just, uh, you know, put this out here. If you, how many of you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection? Okay. okay. Listen, do you realize how crazy that sounds? This guy was brutally murdered, right? Put in a borrowed tomb, and three days later, he's, he's out of there. Okay, now either we are Stark raving mad—nothing against the Starks—but either we're Stark raving, we're Stark raving mad, or or we're onto something that's pretty incredible, or we know something that absolutely just is life changing. We 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 have have come in contact with something that has taken away the fear of death because we believe he has the key. So. So that, you know, if if you're going to embrace a bold faith and really believe this, not just, like, well, I wonder if it's true. I know this is true. So then it changes the way with a confidence that, to, to that degree, it changes the way you speak. It ought to. And, uh... And what I want to speak just for a few minutes this morning, the few minutes I have left, is we ought to have a bold witness. We ought to, our witness ought to be bold, not arrogant, not, you know, um, and not, not fake. You ever, you, ever, you know, somebody's going to go out and all of a sudden they're going to witness, they're going to put on their witness hat, you know, I believe uh, us having a bold witness is twenty four seven in our life. I believe it's the way we ought. To, it's just the way we live, the way we respond to things. It's not having to beat people over the head with a forty pound Bible. You know, oh, you, you don't know this one, and you're gonna you're gonna pound scripture in them. No, it's it's that reflection of Jesus in our life. It comes out in our in our expression. It comes out in the way we live. It comes out in the way that we speak. It comes out literally in our emotions. When we allow him to be the king, when we allow him to fill us. So here's what happens. In Acts chapter 1, verse number 4, it says, When he was gathered together, this is just after this is the setting. He had been crucified. They watched it, some of them from a a distance. They were devastated. His disciples were devastated because they thought he was going to come in the conquering Messiah. They didn't realize that he had to come and pay a price for humanity so that we could be redeemed. And so Jesus comes not in weakness but in incredible strength. And pays a price. And, and they watched him dry, uh, die. They watched him cry out, it is finished. And when he cried out, it is finished. Incredible things happened around him. The veil in the temple was rented uh Graves opened up. There was a great earthquake. Darkness was up on the earth. It's like, what's going on? Who is this guy? And uh, they immediately fell into a time of fear. Because they realized that Jesus was uh, hunted down, or you know, hunted down and, and literally murdered, uh, not knowing that he could have stopped that at any moment. But they, they were afraid of the authorities, so they're hiding. In 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 their fear and wondering what to do next, and they 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 were confused. Jesus walks into the middle of the room, doesn't even open a door, figure that out, I don't get it, there's substance to him, but that new, crea- new creation, that body that we're going to get because we're going to be like him, I'm going to be able to jump up and down like you again, someday, I just, I do it Inside. There, there's, there's things that, that, you know, in our lives, that but, but I'll tell you what, when we see him, we're going to be like him. And so he walks into the room, and they're like, what? And, and uh, they, were, they personally witnessed the resurrection. He was dead. He comes alive. And they're like, oh, my goodness. And they were excited. They, did, they were confused. Nobody would ever come back. By themselves. Lazarus came back, but nobody'd ever overcome death themselves. And he did it. And so that, that witness and that, that excitement in their life, they're like, Wow, you know, what do we do with this? And so he's with them forty days, and after forty days after the resurrection, this is where or fifty, this is where actually this is the fortieth day, and then they go and wait ten. But so this is what's happening. He's with them together after he's done been murdered and now he's alive he says well he was together with him he commanded them not to leave jerusalem but wait for the father's promise this he said is what you heard from me for john baptized with water but you will be baptized with the holy spirit not, not many days from now so when he uh when they had uh come together they asked him lord are you restoring the kingdom of israel at this time And he said, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority. And this is my point. But he says to them, but you will receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He said, you're going to receive power you know, they're, they're wondering, what are we going to do next? Or they knew just this incredible man there, and, and God manifested in the flesh. What, what do we do next? Are, you gonna, are we going to start a war with Rome? Are we going to do that? He said, no. He said, I'm going to fill you with a power that will cause you to be a witness to the whole world. Hey, I, you say, you know, you ever wonder what this is all about? Life, like what in the world is it all about? Well, I'm going to tell you what it's about for me and you. It's about us being a witness. It's about us declaring His goodness. It, it, it's about us with that bold, just confident access to Him that we declare it to a world that they can receive it too. Not, not condemning. Not, not you know one-upping somebody. It's not being better than anybody else. It's declaring God's favor and goodness and being bold in that witness because God has been good. I, I can't witness something that I haven't experienced. I can't do it. Some people, they go and they learn Scripture and all they're doing is reciting Scripture. Scripture. But there's others that have been filled with the power of God and literally has lit up their life. And it's caused them, it's not like, okay, now i got to be a It ought to be because you're filled with His Spirit that that just is what comes out of you. If you're in a place, and I understand those that are coming in to the kingdom, if you're in a place where... Man, you, you know, you're growing in His grace. That's great. But I'm looking at a group of people that have been around a while, some of you. And, 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 the, and when I come in t- to the, a service like this and I just see your face and I shake your hand or hug your neck, what I see is the power of God. What I see is the presence of God. I, I, you say, well, I don't feel that good. Well, you know, our flesh has ups and downs. But the power of His Spirit is so consistent. And that's what needs to be our, for us, the name, the name of Christ, that ought to be our default setting. Is having His Spirit in our lives. If you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, let me tell you, it is life changing. It's a difference of having it in your head and in your intellect, and or or being just a part of who you are. And there isn't anybody that gets to brag that oh, you know what? Look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. If you take the Holy Spirit any, away from any one of us, which He's not going to do ever. But man, I'm just I'm just in need. I'm I'm you know I could I could declare things just uh, uh, out of biblical knowledge maybe, but not out of that spiritual experience that comes by having Him touch you and fill you. you. Say, Well, I, you know, I'm saved by faith. I don't have to have experience. If your faith doesn't bring experience, what are you believing? My faith literally just one experience after another in an unending relationship with him i'm telling religion will lie to you and say oh no you you know all of the things that happened in the book of acts that was for way back then no as if god changes you know there's there's pressure upon us always to deny the presence and the power of God. But I'm telling you, in the day that we live, we need to stand up and have a bold witness of God's favor and goodness and the power of God in our lives. I I realize there's some here that they just seem to be overly excited. And you think, well, somebody needs to calm them down. Well, Maybe they just have a boldness about them. That, you know the definition of a fanatic? Somebody who loves God more than you. Kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys are fanatics. Okay, I'll take that. The reality of it is that, that experience, the power of the Holy Ghost. So here's what happens. Uh... No, I didn't write that down, but I'm going to just quote it. So they go, uh, he says, go to Jerusalem. You'll be filled with a promise. And, and so for days, for those 40 days, they were afraid. They were scared. Jesus comes in. They were confused. You know, there's a lot of times people think, well, when Jesus comes in, there's clarity. Well, I'll tell you what. Sometimes when Jesus steps into the scene, it takes you a while to see things right. What just happened? I've, I've been praying with people, and they even ha- they had no idea of the reality of God and the presence of God. Just so overwhelmed them, they're like, "What just happened?" I'm like, hang on, you'll figure it out. You know, just, just just stay there. God will reveal Himself little by little. Some sometimes somebody comes in here as a visitor. You may hear bunch of times like, well, what's going on in here? There's something here. Well, just hang on. Well, God will reveal himself to you. And so he reveals, he reveals himself to them, but still they're confused, not knowing what to do. They're going to go back fishing. They're going to do all these other things, but they still didn't know what's going to happen if, if, we, if our testimony gets out there. And they get in the upper room in Acts chapter 2 and they, uh, the promise of the Holy Spirit comes upon them and they, they, they are speaking in tongues, all 120 of them. If you've never spoken in tongues, i got to tell you what, it's awesome. And it's not just for a few. I believe it is for everybody. All right? And, and there's a reason God chose tongues. But uh, so they're, they're, the, uh, the Holy Spirit, Goes falls on them. They're like all excited, and they bust out of an upper room into the streets and create such a commotion that uh, you know people are stopping. They're hearing their own language because of the gifts of the Spirit that are operating. All oh, and it's mass confusion, and so they claim. Some of them are like, "What's going on?" And, and the people are hearing and say, "These people are drunk," and so Peter stands up. There's a reason Peter stood up, but he stood up, and he said, wait a minute, let me tell you what's going on. And with great boldness, he makes a declaration. He preaches the first message in the New Testament church. He, he declares that Jesus is Messiah to the very ones that, that he was afraid of not that many days before. He was afraid of that not many days before to the degree that he even denied Christ. Did he not? He said, I don't know the guy. You're, you're one of them. No, I don't know him. And then, then to top it all off, when he said it the third time, he had to cuss like a sailor. Nothing against the Navy. He had to cuss like a sailor just to get, you know, make the point that I'm not one of those Jesus followers. And, and uh. uh. Here he is on the day of Pentecost after being empowered by the Spirit. He's out there making a bold declaration of God's goodness and being a witness. And so if you're, if you're, um, you know, if you're witness, the boldness of, of that in your life is, is, is lacking, you know, have you been filled with the Spirit? And if you have received the Spirit, doesn't mean that you're filled with the Spirit. Right? You can receive it. And then you ever been down a few quarts? Come on. Yeah. And and perfect time to get filled again is when we gather together, when we pray, when we worship, when we go into extended worship, when we fast. When we what are we what are you doing that for? I just want to stay I want to be as full as I can be. And and uh so Peter being filled with the Spirit, he, he he goes out there and he begins to speak, and uh, the power and presence of God flows him. I'm not going to finish it, but let me let me just say it this way: what, what is it to be a witness? It is not out there beating people up. It's just it is the way you talk. It says on the contrary, this is Romans eight ten. What does it say? The message is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. This is the message of faith that we proclaim. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart resulting in righteousness and one confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation. There are those that would tell you that you need to confess Jesus as your Savior, uh, and you do that, and everything's okay. I am of the opinion that if you're going to confess Jesus, it is a continual confession in your life. It's not a one time I believe Him and then I'll put Him on a shelf until I die. That's not salvation. Salvation is living an abundant life. It's being whole. And, and, and uh, I'm not talking about heaven and hell. I'm talking about living w- with a, a continual confession out of your mouth. And it's not like I got to go in the grocery store and Jesus is alive, Jesus is alive. I'm talking about just living. And when, when the words come out of your mouth or seasoned with grace, they're, they're just, you're not denying Him by the words that you speak. Some of you, and and, uh, James says it like this. He says, every uh, sea creature, reptile, bird, animal is tamed and has been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. That's why you need the spirit. It It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. You ever have anybody come in and change your day by a word? Tell me your words aren't powerful. Hey, husbands and wives, think about that before you talk to your spouse. Think about the creative power of your word. You had a bad day at work? That isn't his fault. That isn't her fault. Right? You can come in and try this. Let the spirit kind of guide what you say there. You know what happens? Then you're a witness. Say, I'm going to be a witness to the law. How about being a witness to your family? How about being a witness to your wife? Well, she already knows them. Yeah? Well, she needs to know them through you. (laughs) You you need to go to church and hear pastor preach. No. They need to see the power of his spirit in your life lived out. That's a witness. If. I'm going to quit here in a minute. But if you can't do it at home, what are you doing? Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and I'm going to witness in the street. Okay. I, and I'm off. Whatever. But, man, if you can't do it at home, what you're witnessing in the street isn't even real. It's fair or unfair? Because it ought to just flow up. Because that, that confessing, confessing Jesus isn't something I did 40 years ago. I did. I did that 40 years ago. But it became a continual confession in my life. To where today I want to confess him. That man, oh man, he's good. That just, it's the grace of God that's amazing. It's, it's new every morning. I just, there's so many good things about him. And I'm not making it up. I'm, I'm, and, and it's a witness. I want to be a witness of what he's done. And he's done a lot for me. And, and just that confident declaration without beating somebody up. But, so here's what it says. It says, uh, we praise our Lord and Father with it. And we, this is the tongue. No man can tame it, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. We praise our Lord and Father with it. We curse men who are made in God's likeness with it. Praising and cursing are uh, coming out of the same mouth, my brothers, these things should not be this way. Does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the, from the same opening? Can a fig produce olives, my brothers, or a grape vine produce figs? Neither can salt water and spring yield, uh, or neither can a salt water spring yield fresh water. The whole idea. What makes you a powerful witness is sameness. Right? You're consistent. You know, if you, if you literally can go in, and I've, and I've been around people that do this, it, it just disgusts me. Just, I'm going to be honest. You know, they're around other people, and it's all around ladies, and then they get away, and all of a sudden, vileness. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Are you pretending now, or are you pretending there? What, 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 one, what one of you is real? You know, I just, and, and you talk about it in the body of Christ, it is the way we speak that is the most powerful witness that we have. Is it seasoned with grace? Is it the idea that, you know, uh, you know can you cuss a blue street in two minutes and then be praising God in the next? That shouldn't be the way it is. You need, you, you said, well, I just need to watch what I'm speaking. No, you need to be filled. Be filled, and that kind of just, you know, I, one of the, all right, I'm almost done. Listen to this. I'm going to quit. One of the earliest things, even before I bowed my knee before him, I was a young man in the Navy and coming out and still in the world doing what they did in the 70s. And I would just, Use the Lord's Lord's name in vain. Anybody ever do that before? One time, two times? I use the Lord's name in vain. And one day I was like, why? What what has he ever done? Why am I just throwing that name out there? Why don't you say Buddha damn? (laughs) Why not? No, we got to, you know, we got to throw, you know, I just believe it's that spiritual wickedness around us that's just coming out some influences and affects us. But I, I got to be where, before I even named the name of Christ, before I even bowed my knee, and again, it was the Spirit leading me, I was like, I shouldn't do that. Let me tell you something. If you're going to speak the name of Jesus, let it be in praise, not in a curse. If you're going to make a declaration and uh, come on and, and, and speak christ let it be to glorify him not how can you curse him in one time and praise him in the next breath that doesn't compute it doesn't make sense to me right is that fair okay. so the idea and then well again we're living in a world where there is no filter and and what god wants to do for us is let his spirit be that filter so what's in us comes out through him, and man, oh man, it's beautiful. That's the way it should be. And the idea uh, of God using us and you being a witness, you're always going to be a witness you're of who you are. I want to be a witness of his power in my life. Stand with me. couple other things that I probably won't get into I'll read this in closing and then we're going to go right into the extended worship. It says in Matthew 12 it says either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks from the overflow of a, of the heart. A good man produces good things from the storeroom of good, and the evil man produces evil things from the storeroom of evil. I tell you that on the day of judgment, people will have to give account for every careless word they speak, for by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you'll be condemned. Ooh. Well, if I'm going to be a witness, i got to, you know, do all that. No, it's just the way you communicate. It's so simple. It's just the conversation that you have. Is it, do, you, do you allow bitterness and anger and anguish and fear to manipulate and dominate your life so that it comes out of your mouth? You can't help it if that's what's in your heart. But I am here to tell you, when you allow the Spirit to fill you, it displaces the fear. It displaces the anguish and the rejection and, and, and the bitterness, it replaces all of that because it can't abide where, you're, where His Spirit is. So today, Father, as we go into this uh, time of worship and praise, I, I pray, God, let us be filled with all Your fullness. Let Your presence, God, just overflow in us. As, as You declared, Jesus, uh, that, out of, that uh, out of us would flow rivers of living water water that brings life around us. God, thank you for the presence of God in our lives. And I speak your goodness and your grace, your favor upon my brothers and sisters. I speak that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stick around and pray with us as we turn on the music and let God touch your heart. If you need prayer, we're going to be up here to pray. We're going to do communion in a little bit. But God love you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.